0: Fellas, let me tell you something. My mommy was in a bad mood today, so I couldn't get anyone over. Anyways, hello, hi, I'm your lovely, gracious host, and welcome to Azumar's Diary. Now, I don't know why I'm saying an intro for the fact that there's an intro at the beginning of this episode, but I just decided to because uh, I don't know why. Well, today was uh, a very busy day today, but I hope you all had a wonderful week, as this was indeed a very eventful week across uh, multiple facets now i can't do the part where i discuss with the guest how we got into the show and have conversation with them because it's just kind of me this time man winter it's cold currently in i'm in this i live in the southwest nope south yep i live in the southwest so uh in a desert which i'm pretty sure just by that description alone you can kind of guess where which state i'm in uh, just from that winter gets cold and especially since we're so used to summers that are like 110 degrees, 115 degrees, it is uh, a bit of whiplash, but let me tell you, it is a great excuse to hold someone's hand when their hand is warm. Anyways, fellas, you know what time it is. Awesome News, the segment we open every episode with, Awesome News, the segment where I present my guest and all of you lovely people with some awesome news that we will definitely have time to unpack and digest. Guys, Awesome News. Petre Pavel. Retired four star general of the Czech Republic and chairman of the NATO Military Committee from 2015 to 2018 has beat his populist co- opponent, Andre Babis, If I'm pronouncing his name wrong, it doesn't matter because he lost. Has beat his opponent in the presidential uh, elect presidential race thing 58.32% of the vote going to him for president of the Czech Republic. Now, this is a really big deal because Petra Pavel has been said to invoke the spirit of Vaclav Havel, the playwright dissident and first president of the Czech Republic after the Velvet Revolution against communist rule. And what that means is he's probably going to ingrain the Czech Republic into alliances in the West and with NATO. Now, what does this mean with changing eastern borders and relationships and geopolitical situations and turmoil? Probably a lot, but do we have time to unpack that here? Uh, fucking no. Uh, now that we move on to more interesting things, uh, especially to you know teenagers, guys, pop talk. There's a, quite a bit to talk about today. Remember how I was like, oh, SZA's you know SZA's album was the number one you know female R and B album to Janet Jackson's in 1992. Well, shiver me timbers, guys, because Miley Cyrus. I hate that I'm gonna say this. Miley Cyrus came in like a wrecking ball that was fucking stupid came in like a wrecking ball this week last week i don't know when it when it came out with her single was it a single or was it an album hold up give me a second yep that's right single her new number 1 hit flowers now this I, this was her first this has been her first number 1 hit in a decade since wrecking ball which i'm sure we all knew because at some point everyone was singing it everyone's making memes about it and it was absolutely horrible but how big is this new number one hit well let me tell you this new number one billboard hit broke spotify's streaming record which was previously set by bts's smash butter in 2021 broke their all-time weekly streaming record with more than a hundred million streams globally in seven days, now, I that that's that's it. Seven days, that's a lot. Now, but the funny thing is, I didn't even know that like that was a song, that was a thing that she released until I was um I had a, a family friend was over, great family friend. She's knew my mo- mom since high school. In fact, they actually didn't become friends during high school. They actually were friends after high school when they both started having kids, and they all it brought them closer together as as people. And they soon became best friends after that. Family friend was over and she had her two daughters with her. And one of the daughters was uh, in my room watching me play piano and singing because I was just uh, practicing my piano and learning some songs that I knew. Well, one of the songs that I was practicing was When I Was Your Man by Bruno Mars. And she sees me singing it. She hears me playing it. And she's like, oh, you know what song that reminds me of? Or you know what song kind of sounds like that? I'm like, oh, what kind of song sounds like that? And she pulls up. She's like, Flowers. I'm like, what do you mean, Flowers? What was the song? She pulls up Flowers by Miley Cyrus. And I listened to it. And I was like, Bruno, come get your girl. What the (laughs) fuck? Like, it was. Now, okay, am I going to throw out accusations here that it's the same song? Um, Partially. But it is catchy. I mean, you could definitely see. Two, like, different sides of the song. Now, of course, Bruno's is about him not being enough. Uh, this is a very general kind of description or breakdown of the song. Bruno's song, When I Was Your Man, uh, was a song about him not being enough or doing enough or being good enough and not giving the attention and love that the woman that he loved deserved. And Flowers is about the fact that Miley Cyrus don't need no man, ain't need no man, whatever, and that she can hold her own hand, she can buy herself flowers, and she can be totally sated by herself. And, of course, um, that... "Quote unquote," set off a a big surge in uh, TikToks or women being like uh, being big into the thing called self dating, which I think it's kind of stupid to put a label on it. You can just say you know you use take care of yourself and appreciate yourself because in reality, yeah, that's true. You don't need nobody. You can buy yourself flowers and yeah, you can fucking have a good time by yourself. But it, I mean, it's kind of are the songs similar? Yeah, but I mean. Then again, like, we have developed, we have produced so much music and so many melodies and so many beats and so many drum tracks and so many rhythms that the point where, like, we're getting to the point where songs that are good are going to overlap in some ways, whether that be in lyricism, whether that be in chords, whether that be in uh, just even, like, the chord progression of, of the songs, like, It first started with chord progression, right? One, four, five, one, or five, six, one, four, five, whatever. I'm just saying random numbers for those of you that don't know music. I am so incredibly sorry. But chord progression and melody, and then even lyrics and even beats, rhythms, whatever. And we've gotten to that point where smash hits are probably going to sound similar because, you know, what else is there to do? But. But it was cool though, you know. I can learn that song on piano now because if I know Bruno's song, then I can just be like, okay, well, it's the same melody, it's the same meaning in the lyrics. I can just rearrange the beat and then I can have a great time. But yeah, I was really expecting Sizza's album to be number one on there, especially with her single Kill Bill. Uh, do I, can I do I say single? Is that how that works? But apparently, that is you know, not the case because Miley Cyrus decided to come out of absolutely fucking nowhere, and I already made the wrecking ball joke, but yeah, good on her. Over a decade, she finally came back with a number one smash hit. That's a lot of streams, though. 100 million. Um, In other news, new Super Mario Bros. movie trailer just dropped. Uh, in fact, well, the, at least the article talking about it dropped six hours ago. I'm not sure the exact time that it was actually dropped, probably during uh, halftime and one of the championship games, uh, NFL championship games, and it revealed Seth Rogen's Donkey Kong voice. Now, the article the title of this article makes a big point of the Seth Rogan Donkey Kong voice uh because it's in the headline but the thing is it's it's just his regular voice <laughs> like it's not it's really not anything to make a headline about I'm gonna be honest but then again you know Chris Pratt's Mario voice yeah there's gonna be there was so much debate over that there was so much talk over that when we heard when we saw that one video by Chris Pratt where he was like it's a me Mario. That's not the voice. You're going to have to wait to hear the voice. And we were all laughing at him for it. And then the trailer comes out and that was the actual voice. I mean, yeah, it was funny. But are you really going to watch a two and a half hour movie of some Italian man going yippee, yahoo the entire time? Absolutely not. Besides, Mario is from Brooklyn. So, you know what? It works out well. But the thing is, Seth Rogen, like, didn't even have any extra gravel to his voice. This is the clearest I have ever heard Seth Rogen's voice, like, ever not even not even since the i can't even say sausage sausage party because that was also bad but like even when he was laughing it was just a ha, ha, ha. it wasn't a you know eh, 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 eh. like i was incredibly disappointed like i wasn't i do not even care about the fact that it was his regular voice i was fine with that but the fact that even his laugh was just it was it wasn't gravelly enough it wasn't choppy enough it wasn't like me biting into a sandwich with potato chips that was super specific but yeah so that happens but speaking of championship games guys today was the day nfl championship games now of course this isn't a podcast to talk about sports so i'll go over this very quickly but we do have some winners for the championship games afc championship game chiefs Bengals, 23 to 20 chiefs Won the game and a Harrison-Butker field goal in the final minute, minute, half, 30 seconds, whatever, of the game. And sealed the deal for the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl. Now, Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs quarterback, absolute GOAT, the man himself. Not only is this, this is his fifth straight year going to the AFC Championship game. This is his also, this is his also, wow, nice job, me. This is also his fifth year as a starter. Now, I'm not a mathematician, but, you know, that's just pretty impressive. So, yeah, good on the Chiefs for finally getting back to the championship game now because last year they did suffer a wildly crushing blow against the Bengals who beat them in overtime, uh, although they went on to lose against the Rams later in the Super Bowl. But, yeah, I mean, let's see if Patrick Mahomes can add another ring to his finger because that man is going to be... Uh, dominating the AFC for years to come especially since Brady's going to retire. Tom Brady by the way, uh have, there have been some rumors circulating that I mean, he might go to the Las Vegas Las Vegas what are they in now Los Angeles Las Vegas Raiders um cuz their his fitness trainer signed some deal or like his fitness program signed some deal with Las Vegas and uh, I don't know. I didn't read the article. Anyways, on the NFC side of things, well um I going to be honest, it wasn't a close game. Eagles 49ers Eagles beat them 31 to 7 I think the most interesting thing I saw that game was Trent Williams their uh what does Trent Williams play oh yeah Trent Williams the 49ers uh offensive tackle who is 6 foot 5 320 pounds and 35 years old how old is he he's 35 30 30 yeah born 1988 yeah he's 34 34 years old body absolutely body slamming the Eagles' safety, who is uh, 5'11 and 200, 205 pounds and, like, 25. Now, once again, I'm no mathematician, but that is not the fairest matchup. It's fine. They both got ejected anyways in the end. But, yeah, they, Eagles blew out the 49ers. Uh, th- what it, what was it? It was, like, 31-7. 30, um, what was it, 31-7? to 7? Yeah, 31-7. to 7. Everything went wrong for the 49ers. Brock Purdy, their superstar uh, rookie QB, who was picked last in the draft and dubbed Mr. Irrelevant, uh, you know, and then, you know, the 49ers wanted to win 10 straight games and they took him to the championship, uh, got injured. Nick Bosa, their one of their best defensive players uh, of the year, got injured on the sideline and everything absolutely collapsed. Everything that could have went wrong went was had had been gone wrong, had gone, had gone. Yep, That's how that works. Anyways. Big win for the Eagles, though. The Eagles are the first team in NFL history now to go to the Super Bowl within five years of having a different head coach and a different QB, which their last Super Bowl win, which was in, what, 2017, 2018, 2017, was under Doug Peterson, and their last QB was under the GOAT himself, uh, Nick Foles. Now, when I say GOAT... I obviously say that very lightly, but I love Nick Foles with all my heart because he beat the Patriots, and I was there for that game, and it was fucking awesome. Anyways, um, so yeah, lots to talk about. Really great game uh, between both. Uh, okay, I can't really say really great game. I'm, I'm sure the Chiefs-Bengals game was really good. It was the only one I didn't watch. But yeah, big news in the NFL. These Super Bowl contenders have been picked. Miley Cyrus is dominating the Billboard 100, and uh, Seth Rogen is doing... Uh, Seth Rogan stuff, there's also stuff about Ant-Man, uh, Quantumania, stuff like that, but we don't want to talk about it. anyways, let's talk life a little bit, guys, today was a little busy, I'm going to be honest, today, um, I went to a birthday, I know, big news, you always want to hear me talk about this, right, I went to a birthday for a uh, good friend of mine who's in this friend group that I've re- recently starting to be getting more into, I don't want to say, I can't really put a label on it, obviously, you shouldn't put labels on any friend groups, but I mean... They're like the alt front group. They're the they're the, the people the people who dress alt. They're the band kids. They're those. Uh, they're the emos or the whatever. I they're gonna listen to this podcast and beat the shit out of me. But <laughs> you know what? It's all in good faith. But I don't know. That's like a general description uh, of how that uh, how that front group is. And I recently started uh, getting into it because I'm getting really close uh, to one of the people there. Um, and then I was like, wait a minute. I know you. We're cool. I like you. You like me. We know. We, I know all of your friends. I'm chill with all of your friends. How do we not know that we existed like, you know, two weeks ago? Did that make sense? That was a very weird story. Uh, she was in like a part of the friend group that I didn't reach. You know, it's like you, you only meet her if you're deep in the friend group. But I was like skimming the surface and I never fully dived in there. So I never knew that she was there. But yeah, no, it was really cool. because uh, now that I've been talking to her, I've been getting to know that friend group, um, and that side of the friend group more and more. Uh it's just it is hard though, because it's like I've kind of rooted myself in two friend groups, right? The one friend group, wrestling kids, sport kids, the Latina the the white Latinas, you know, the girls that know people that know people that know people. And then that's the worst description I could have possibly given for that friend group. Um, but people I have fun with, you know, at the end of the day. And then there's that friend group. Both of them i don't want to say are completely opposite but are definitely separate and they also during lunch sit on opposite ends of campus so you know that doesn't really help and it's one of those things where it's like if you invite them to a birthday party you kind of have to invite one or the other or like if you invite both friend groups they're gonna definitely stay separate and there might be beef because they can't coexist so that's kind of like the, the shitty thing about it i'm not trying to say i'm both uh you know uh what is it a Montague and a Capulet—is that what it is? Montague, Montesquieu? No, Montague is the one by Edgar Allan Poe. I don't remember the what's his face and the what's his face. The 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 Romeo with the Julie. I'm not trying to say I'm like a you know a yet or like a Julio, but <laughs> but you know uh, it is a pain in the ass, guys. Why can't you just coexist so I can hang out with both of you? But I did go to uh, one of my friend's birthday party uh, from the other friend group. Uh, he had it at an arcade place, which an arcade place that I had never been to. Uh, but I was mind blown at the fact that it was two stories. And I went down an escalator, and uh, I saw that there was the second floor, second second floors, second floor. Oh my god! The second story was like underground and everything. It was like underneath the the the, the main building where the mall was, and it was it was crazy. I went down an escalator and I turned a corner and I immediately saw like they had this one arcade game it was the ones with like the booth and a bunch of like the flashing lights and everything and there's the screen on the front and they have the guns and the shooting stuff but it was like they had a VR headset on which you know my first thought was oh my god that's insane I haven't seen shit like that and then immediately after it was followed by a thought of that is gross as hell (laughs) like I don't "Mm, I'm not sure about that Do do they clean those I don't know I didn't see any Clorox wipes anywhere but I had not been to an arcade in a while, man. And of course, everyone's switching to cards and digital cards that you swipe through in all the games, and then they it keeps track of your ticket total, and it puts it on the card. I think the last time I went to an arcade, besides like Dave & Busters or anything like that, or Fantastics, was Peter Piper Pizza, where they still had the quarter games and everything. So it was really interesting seeing how everything operated now and how everything was kind of advancing along with the times, because there's not a lot of arcade games left. Because, you know, in recent years, obviously, malls would start closing down the arcade stores. Because the arcade games wouldn't be able to pay themselves, right? One, nobody carries change. And obviously, you know, there's a, a genuine, you know, there's a very obvious reason as to why people are kind of drifting away from arcade games now. Because it's like you have a phone and you have stuff at home that you can play. Why would you go somewhere with an arcade place? Um, but it was fun, though. I. It also reminded me of how rigged those arcade games are. I don't, I don't even want to talk about... The like the stupid claw machine. I actually looked this up. I researched into this because I was so pissed. The claw machines. Now everyone obviously claw machines are a, a cultural touchstone, right, of of our, of our uh, society, um, and everyone understands that they are absolutely stupid. And I found this out only recently. I'm sure this is a common fact. Now you know other otherwise other than the fact that they're just rigged. Um, in general, claw machines have a chance. To just not grip hard, to, I put that. I frame that sentence in the worst possible way. Hold on, give me a second. Claw machines are programmed, and they can. This programming, can, pr- programming, can be changed by the, uh, the the person you know running the arcade game or whatever the employees, whatever. Uh, they have a setting where it will randomly just not grip the thing that it's holding, and I found this out. While I was, uh, it was one of the color machines where it had all the items right at the back of the the glass case, right where they're all in the shells. These giant teddy bears, adorable. And you know, the girl that I was with, like, oh, you know, there's a cue. and I'm like, oh yeah, there's now. You know, I was I was acting nonchalant about a uh, nonchalant, 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 mashallah, nonchalant about it. Within my hand, I was like, you know, I should definitely, I should d- 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 watch, this. watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this play. W is right here. And um, I was like, you know, let me try it because. I noticed besides the ones that were on the shelf on the back of the case, there was one that was sitting there that was right next to the hole where you dump the gifts in. Like, literally, there was the glass frame right around where the hole was, and then it was just laying there, right there in the middle of the thing. And I'm like, there's no way this shit is that rigged. So I swiped my card, and she's like, no, it's rigged. You know what I'm going I'm like, no, literally, this cannot be that bad. So I swiped my card in. And I move the joystick, right? I'm lining it up. I'm looking, like, getting down to the level of the claw machine to make sure that it's not going to hit the glass frame uh, where the hole is. And I hit the button. It goes directly on top of the little stuffed bear. Like, literally, it was the fat just circle of a bear. Like, there was, li- it could have been... Nothing could have been gripped better than this bear. Besides, there's a joke there. I'm not going to say it. But anyways, it was meant to be gripped. <laughs> like... <laughs> With tears. Um. Anyways, it was the claw goes down, right? And I'm like, literally, there's no way I could miss this. This cannot be that much bullshit. And it grips the teddy bear. And I have never seen something so limply grasp something in my life. I have seen babies with more grip strength, grip str- <laughs> than more grip strength, then more grip strength than that stupid ass claw machine. It like it caressed the teddy bear it just like it just like groped the back of its head i'm like are you fucking kidding me it didn't even pick it didn't even move it like an inch it did not and then that that stuck stuck with me the rest of the time like i was like holy shit i knew these were rigged but it wasn't that bad like i it went down it grabbed it perfectly went around the claw and then it just like (sighs) like it just it just it just rubbed i'm sure that sounded awesome you're welcome for listening to that When I was a baby, I don't think my mom gently caressed me, like, ever like that. Like, it was the softest grasp—sorry, I'm ranting about it. It was the dumbest shit ever. But yeah, no. And then I looked it up after, and turns out there is a random chance that the claw will just not grip the thing uh, that it is grasping. So you know that was a great time. Also, by the way, the pizza there fucking awesome. Totally unrelated note, but I never even I already had a bunch of pizza this week, so like obviously my standards were very high. So so I didn't like you know want to never eat pizza again. But it was uh, it was pretty good. It was pretty solid. The sauce was great. And there was a there was one part of the sauce though where it was um like they forgot to cut the tomato. So there was just <laughs> there was just like a chunk of tomato on the pizza that just like fell out. It was great. I ate that too. It was fine. Oh yeah, another thing. The girl I was with, she had this. Ba- she loves sloths, right? Great animals, wonderful sloths. Love them; they're cute. When she asked me what my favorite animal was, I was like, you know what, sloth is probably a good answer, but I'm gonna say penguin because, like, because you know, it's just like penguins are. I just, I think penguins are, are are cool. And then she was like, oh my god, my favorite, my favorite thing is, is a sloth. And I was like, shit, I should have said sloth. But you know what? It's fine. I like in my heart, I like sloths, anyways. So, I, I said what I said. Penguins. I personally think penguins are cooler than sloths, but it's just because penguins are dope. But anyways, she has the sloth backpack um that she had with her. Um just like a, you know, it's a it's a sloth that goes around your back. I don't need any more description of it, but she had her wallet, her ID, and her credit card in there. Now, for some reason she only carries 50s. I just I personally think is totally unnecessary. I asked her I was like, "Do you have any ones?" and she's like, "I only carry 50s." I'm like, "Okay, Princess Diana, calm the fuck down." But anyways, Lots of valuable stuff in this backpack, right? And she was handing it to me, right, to just carry it so I could put on the backpack in case she got tired of the four pound stuffed animal backpack. Anyways, you don't gotta, I, I didn't question it. You know, I was like, okay, you know, I'll be a gentleman, I'll be a good Samaritan, I'll put on this backpack for you. I, this sloth will never be backpacked harder in its life, right? And occasionally when I'm sitting down, I'll take off the sloth, right? So I'm not squishing it against the seat because I'm just such a good person. For legal purposes, this is all sarcasm, so don't get your titties in a twist. Anyways, um, take the sock backpack off. Occasionally, you know, just put it back on and throw it back on when we're done with the game. Uh, kicked her ass and her friends' asses at Mario Kart because I am the absolute goat at Mario Kart in an arcade setting and in the actual Nintendo Switch game. Fight me! And then we go to check out our tickets, and we do some quick math. We swipe the tickets. We're like, okay, we have 555 tickets total. Let's figure out if we're gonna get a bunch of little things or if we're gonna get like one big thing, which you know. The one big thing, the the big things are, like, fucking, you know, stuff that you can get at the dollar store or, like, home goods for, like, 20 bucks, and then they're selling them for, like, 5,000, you know, 5,800 5, tickets, whatever. Um, but, you know, it, it's fine. It is what it is. But we go to check out our tickets, and we swipe the thing. And then I'm like, where's the sloth backpack? I pat my shoulders, and I realize that the strap wasn't over my shoulder. And I, I like, I check, and I pat my back, and I look at her, and I'm like, Where's the sloth backpack? And she looked at me with such a primal fear in her eyes that I have never felt more guilty in my entire life. She was like, Syed. I have my wallet in there. I have my credit card in there. I have my ID in there. I have my money in there. And I I ran through. I was like Doctor Strange. I ran through 14 million possible futures in the span of like two seconds of how I just completely destroyed my relationship with this person and with your friends. And how it was going to continually scar me for the rest of my days. And how this was going to be a great Reddit post on how I fucked up today. And, uh, you know, completely ruined a segment of my life. So, I'm like, well... That's bad. That's bad. That we should go look for it. So now we're running into the, we're running throughout the various like the various levels, right? I'm going from uh, the previous games that we played, uh, you know, going back to the various games that I kicked their ass in, um, going from what it was there was like a basketball connect four. There was a connect four regularly. There was a basketball. I didn't she beat me in in that one. But we don't have to talk about that. I still beat her in like the majority of the games. Um so we're going from game to game. I'm asking people like, "Hey, we've seen a sloth backpack." I go to one employee I'm like, "Hey, can you make an announcement that, you know, the, about a sloth backpack that that's gone missing." And he's like, "Um, we don't make announcements, but you can probably go to the lost and found center." I'm like, "Well, it was lost like 30 seconds ago. So if it ends up in the lost and found center, then that shit is a video game, bro. Y'all are NPCs, on oh, god." Anyways, going downstairs asking people and uh luckily I wasn't there. I was feeling guilty already. But, like, I knew she was probably having a panic. She was starting to get a panic attack by the time I left to go look for stuff. So if I had been there for the panic attack, if I had split off from her to go look for the sloth backpack, I would have felt all the more entirely horrible. So that was a bit of a scare. But we look for the sloth backpack. I go upstairs just to make sure and double check, like, the places that I found. And then uh, she calls me, right? I'm like, please... Lord in heaven, Lord in Lord in heaven, Lord in heaven, Masha, Allah, Allah, Vishnu, Siva, all the, all the big dogs, please tell me that she's calling me to say that I found that she found the sloth backpack. So I answer the phone and she's like, it was at the lost and found center. I'm like, are you fucking kidding? How the fuck? Yeah. It was some dude found it in the lost and found center, even though I never, I swear to God, I lost it like ten two two minutes before. I don't know how that happened. Like, here's the thing though. I don't even remember when I had lost it. It was only when we were like checking out our tickets and getting stuff that I knew that I didn't have it. So I don't even know when it wasn't there. And I asked her, I'm like, did you, did you ask her, did you ask him where he found it? And she was like, no. It's like, okay, well, it was fucking, you know, it was fucking cool. But yeah, that was a big of a scare. She did have a panic attack uh, while she was looking for it. So that was, that was wonderful. That is entirely. My bad. Um, but we move on. You know what? This is something to laugh about now. And uh, am I never carrying her sloth backpack without her supervision uh, ever again? But, uh, absolutely. But you know what? It's fine. But afterwards, uh, when he did go to leave, uh, when the birthday party was all over, I, I really wanted to do karaoke. But, like, they had, you know, karaoke rooms are separate. And I was like, you had a birthday party at an arcade place, but you, like, didn't you didn't get, like, a party room or anything. Like he just showed up at a table and deserved a spot. He was like, "Okay, well, yeah, I'm poor." I was like, "Oh, fucking okay, well, I'm sorry." I really wanted to do karaoke. It's okay though. I just heard a sorry. I just sort of gong in my room. So my family, every year, we go to this thing called the Gem Show. It's where people from you know all over South Asia, Middle East, the Middle East, Asia, Eastern Asia, Southeastern Asia, wherever, you know, really, really, um, kind of exotic or foreign places that have foreign commodities and luxurious commodities they come to this event called the gem show where they they have gems and they have carpets and they have rugs and they have all these sort of uh, these goods and they come over and we sell them and we buy them and they're all pretty pretty rocks pretty rugs pretty lamps pretty stuff really great they bought this gong that was like it's not a gong it's a it's the bowl th- i'm not going to look i'm not going to pause and look this up and edit it like i knew what it was immediately i'm going to take this l it's a bowl with designs on it and there's a metal stick And you take the stick and you go around the bowl, right? I'm pretty sure you're only supposed to just rub around it and just whatever. But I guess my sister has other plans with it and just keeps hitting the side of the bowl like a gong. So that's very cool. Good on her. And while we're on this little side tangent, oh my goodness, guys. It's time for Ask a Teen, the segment where you ask something, just fell off my desk, and scared the shit out of me. The segment where you ask me, a teenager, and our guest a question we try to answer to the best of our ability. The question from Sufid. What is the biggest difference you and your guest share, and how have you learned to overcome that? I swear to God, we're getting there, guys. Anyways, uh, even though I can't answer this, uh, make sure to email us your questions at gmail.com. And maybe one day we will get a question that we can actually answer because we'll have a guest. But, you know, the gem show, we go every year. My mom and my grandma absolutely adore it. It's, you know, I it's something I grew up with um, and it's something that I kind of grew to really appreciate. And I sure sh- like to show the beauty uh, like of the world around us, especially it, it's a it connects me to parts of the world that I've never been to or I've never visited. Uh, my mom has a really good friend from Morocco who actually comes every year for the gem show, and he sells red coral that he makes into jewelry in um, various other like bits and pieces like necklaces and bracelets and other jewelry. I don't know. What other jewelry is there? Earrings? I don't know if he makes earrings. Uh, but he comes from Morocco every year, and he sends us all of his goods that he's going to sell to our house so we can keep them for him and they drop by and says hi and whatever yeah, and he gives it to us then we or we give his goods to them so we can sell them usually in return he gives us like a gigantic box full of moroccan desserts and cookies now obviously as an american my taste i like as someone someone who lives in america you know i'm not, i'm not white i'm in, in fact incredibly okay i'm pale right i'm a little i'm not like colored brown but in my blood genetically i'm very brown uh i'm south asian and mexican so it's there's a lot going on there but as someone who grew up in america and is accustomed to the very specific tastes of american desserts and and delinquencies delicacies it's it certainly it shocks my taste buds because i'm like this i don't i don't taste the peanut butter (laughs) i don't i don't taste the processed chocolate. where is the caramel um, but of course, it's just because it's a different side of the world, you know, it's desserts that you have to get used to. And there's certain desserts that because of their taste that we have uh, that we are familiar with, and that we have we recognize and we have been like accustomed to liking. It's like, oh, this is good. But cookies that we're not really used to that, you know, we see them as less good. But then, you know, obviously, uh, my my mom's friend from Morocco is gonna be like, "These are delicious." I'm like, "This tastes like a walnut." But you know, walnuts over there are delicious. And I'm, mean, am I saying that I hate walnuts? No, but it's like I eat the fuck. I I taste the cookie, and it's a fucking nut. Like what? But anyways, so the my parents, my family was at the Gem Show. So how this whole ordeal worked? It's uh, at a mall. The birthday place was at a mall far from here. How this whole ordeal, ordeal worked was that I was gonna pick up my friend, right? The girl. And then they were going to drop us off. My family was going to drop us off at the mall to go to the birthday party. And then they were going to go to the gem show in the meanwhile. And then once they were done with the gem show or once they got home, uh, her mom was going to take us back to my house and then, you know, drop me off and say goodbye whatever and take her home. The thing is, see, my mom got mad because she was like... Uh, her mom gets out at four thirty, right? She's gonna pick you up at four thirty. We uh, the birthday party had ended at like three o'clock, so we were just kind of roaming the raw, the warm, uh, roaming the mall at that point, um, just walking around, looking at the different stores and stuff, getting something to eat, waiting for my family to get home, so then her mom could come take us and drop me off at my house. And well, let me tell you, four hours later, five and a half hours later, five hours later, uh, it's five thirty. The mall closes at 6, uh, and her mom has gotten out of work at 4.30. And so I told my mom, like, I told my mom, okay, she gets out of work at 4.30. She's going to take us home, right, in like 4.30 to 5, or whenever, um, and everything's going to be so on good. Well, first of all, on my family side of things, my mom and my Abby, you know, as most mothers are, are horrible to shop with. Because when they say they're going to get a few things, they end up taking three hours. Now, Three hours ago, at the time that I'm waiting to be picked up, me and her, we need to be picked up. Three hours ago, my mom's like, oh, yeah, just, to, you know, she'll get out of work. She'll drop us off. We'll be home in a few. Um, and then we'll she'll, uh, her mom will pick you up quick and you'll be dropped off back at our house and everything will be swan good. Well, let me tell you, three hours later, my mom is not home yet. So I can't just be dropped off at a house that I can't get into because she's still at the gem show buying stuff. In fact, she didn't even have her phone on her. Who had her phone was my sister and my bewildered stepfather who knows that the woman he married to is absolutely, once again, horrible to shop with. I swear to God, she'll like go to Ross or like a thrift store to return something and then she'll come back with three bags and a plant and be like, oh, the plant walked into my car. I'm like, oh my God, why are you like this? But it's fine. She came back with cool stuff. And also, if she gets me stuff, then I don't complain. Like literally, shopping trips... I will not. I will obviously be like, oh, my God, I'm so tired. I don't want to go. I'll just stay in the car, whatever. But then as soon as I see stuff that I want and that I want to buy, I'm like, oh, I'm having fun now. But my mom isn't home, so I can't be dropped off early. Her mom, even though she gets out out of work at 430, decided to go to Target to buy stuff just like my mom. And so we're sitting there at, like, 5. She's like, we'll be there soon. And then, like, an hour and a half later at 6.30, she finally takes us. And she finally drops by the mall and picks us up to go drop me off at my house. And it was just a really crazy turn of events because my mom's texting me. And, you know, my mom was in a bad mood that morning that entire time. I don't have to get into it. But, you know, it's like how parents get sometimes. It's just you have to weather the storm. It was bad. It was really it's really sucky, but you know it is what it is sometimes the relationship between parent and teen that's just kind of how it's have to be sometimes, and you have to realize that if the entire relationship is uh, if the entire relationship isn't you know that that entire like that that butting heads and that extreme violence and that just being a dick at the end of the day you you know you'll be fine, you know you'll wake up the next morning and then hopefully everything will be fine and swell, and you'll be laughing and smiling with them, and then you'll have a good you know that good relationship will continue it's just little bumps in the road. But when I was texting me, she was like, uh, why, well, you can't just be changing the plans like this on me. You said you're going to be picked up at this time. I'm like, you are literally not home yet because you are out there buying rocks. And also, she is not here. Her mother is not currently present. Um, I do not even know that her mom was shopping at Target until we got in the car. And she was like, sorry, I got distracted. I was at Target. And then at that point, I immediately knew, oh my God, this woman is literally my mother. It was so judgmental. And then also like, Meeting parents, let me tell you, that in and of itself can be a whole conversation. Uh, obviously, you know, relationships in high school, big thing, whatever, yada, yada, yada you know, even meeting friends' parents, uh, meeting people they are talking to, their parents, it's a whole stressful thing. Personally, I am, I'm not saying I am, but people call me, <laughs> oh my god, people call me the Rizzler. Now, <laughs> that not only is, is uh, can be applied to people my age, but also to parents. Parents love me, unless they don't like people who talk too much, or like their their bar for talking too much is like really, really low. Like you say three like three sentences, and they're like you talk too much. I'm like no, I'm, no, I fucking don't. Like what the hell is your problem? Sorry, it was personal. I'm usually good with parents because I'm not a shithead, because I'm not stupid, because I'm not disrespectful, because I was raised right at least in certain regards in certain other regards i had to learn the hard way myself and we all know uh, how that turned out uh, obviously my mom doesn't think i've learned but you know in my heart i know i have so you know i'll just have to weather that storm on my own Anyways, parents, meeting parents, it's great. If the parent is chill and doesn't have a stick up their ass, I can do great things with them. And her mother was one of the people that I could do great things with. She's very cool, and in fact, uh, she's very chill. And I was making her laugh a lot the entire car ride. Of course, I thought I was talking too much, but, you know, the fact that I got a verbal reaction out of her was great. Everything went really well. I was having a conversation with her in Spanish. Now, let me tell you the secret, right, to meeting people's parents, the number one thing that can instantly make you, like, relate to the other the other person's parent or to be chill with the other person's parent or to connect with the other person's parent, one of the best things is obviously, you know, don't do it too extremely uh, and don't do it too, like, aggressively and don't kind of, like, really make the other person feel like shit. But one of the things that happens is that you shit on the person you collectively know. Like, and I know this personally because, oh my god, the amount of times my mom has torn into me when a friend has been over or multiple friends have been over has been, like, relentless. But... Then, my friend and my mom, they share common ground. They're cool with each other. They're not awkward with each other. They're talking with each other. Even though, you know, the conversation is absolutely horrible and I hate it and I want them to shut the hell up, you know, they're still laughing together. And that's a really great relationship and that's a really great step to take when talking to somebody else's parent. And, you know, her mom speaks Spanish. I speak Spanish. She doesn't speak Spanish. That's instantly something we can make fun of her for. (laughs) Now, am I saying I was an absolute dick? Obviously not. But it still was pretty funny when she was calling her a gringa and everything. And I was like, see, so yeah, wait." Um, Obviously, don't do that too much. And, you know, that's a big thing, too, is, like, people... You can really see a lot about people when how they treat friends in the face of other people. Like, if you are with, a one, like, a friend on your own, right? And there's this group that approaches you or there's these different friends that come to you. And then that other friend starts shitting on you and putting you beneath them so they can get a better, better standing within your group. Obviously... That is not a person that you should hang out with. That is not a real friend. They are, as they say, fake as fuck. So you should stay away from them and really find somebody that values you the same way you value them. But if it's in a playful, teasing way and you, at the end of the day, you know that you don't really mean the things you say and uh, the other person can obviously throw it back, then... The person can obviously throw the fucking Jesus Christ. Get yourself someone who can shake ass. Men and women. Come on, man. Sorry. That was out of pocket. I let the intrusive thoughts win there. My bad. Then yeah, you can you can really learn about... Because obviously, you know, it's when you're faced with a new group, the, the, the dynamic changes. You're not only with just your friend, but you're with a bunch of other people that will view you and the individual you hang out with differently than you view each other. So... If somebody's defense mechanism, or if somebody's mechanism to change, is to just shit on you and throw you away, so then they can get a better standing, then maybe you know, um, yeah, m- 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 fuck them. But if somebody kind of treats, makes sure to treat, makes sures to treat you the same, and makes sures, makes sures, wow, I didn't. The fact that I used that in a sentence twice and I didn't really even realize that was bad. Someone who makes sure that you're okay, that you're comfortable, that you're on the same level as everybody else is a keeper. But at the end of the day, when you can speak Spanish, and their mom can speak Spanish, and they can't speak Spanish, shit's about to go down. I'm just saying. Anyways, that is all I have for this entry in Azulis Diary. Thank you all so much for listening, and I will catch you next week where I can once again make